Hello and welcome back to the For Foot Sake podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bristow, and on today's pod, we're going to go over our initial thoughts on FIFA 22 gameplay, the new reward systems for rivals, core battles, champs, one to watch promo, and what we'd like to see in the first patch. Today, we're joined by two returning guests and one brand new guest. First returning guest is Langpardlo, King Lamp, and welcome back to the podcast. Cheers for having me, Bristol. Um, it's been a long time. I know, I know, and I'm sure you're ready to uh, to get into your, all your thoughts on FIFA, and I know there might be some interesting uh, takes in a few things, I- I'm sure oh, of that. absolutely, absolutely. Our second returning guest is Latans Lesman. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me back. An absolute honour. Two-time guest now, so thank you very much for having me again. It's going to be a lot of fun. One off the, uh, the hat-trick ball as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and our new guest today is Pence2K. Pence, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, man, glad to be here. I know we've talked about uh, making it happen for a little bit now, so glad to finally be here. Yeah, and it's super good. And I know you'll have some uh, good text early on too. I've seen a few things on Twitter from yourself about the game, so uh, I'm sure you'll have a lot to say today. Um, yes, sir. But I know the first kind of one I want to go over today is our first impressions of the game. I know Langpada spoke to you recently about this, but have your kind of impressions changed from the early access to now and kind of what your first takes on the game? Yeah, slightly. So just pre-early access, um, I played a bit of the next-gen version and I wasn't um, I wasn't too impressed, you can say that. But um, no, since I've tried, since early access came out and I went over the PS4 version, I've kind of just enjoyed the game a little bit more. Um, it's just a bit smoother for me. Gameplay is a little bit more responsive. I think it could be to do with the hyper-motion technology, but I'm not too sure on what it is. So I, I haven't really played the ps5 version at all really since the full release um i've just kind of been over on ps4 and i'm enjoying it for the most part do you think you'll stick to ps4 for the time being or what what would make you switch kind of back to next gen yeah so i was thinking about it and i'm pretty sure this year all the events and for most of the pro players are on next gen and ps5 version um so i can see the ps4 version being a little bit um watered down in terms of quality which will suit me being a, a gold one player um, so I'll probably end up sticking to PS4 for most of the year unless patches come out and change the gameplay make it worse on PS4 make it better PS5 whatever way EA will do because we all know there is a patch coming um, and if we make the game better or worse we'll still yet to see so it could it could change but for now it looks like it's going to be PS4 and if you're listening to and you want easier matchmaking uh, try and copy Langpod here and go for uh, PS4 gameplay so that time for you uh, what are your first like kind of takes on the game this year it's different that's the main takeaway it is very very different you know there's a big stereotype around fifa obviously that it's the same thing every year you know if that was the case i wish it would have been because then if we had fifa 12 fifa 14 every year no complaints but obviously it is very different this year the new hyper motion technology is definitely a huge sort of shift in animations and how the game moves and the pacing of the game and all of that stuff so it's definitely going to be a very interesting year, I feel. If there's a couple of good patches, it really has potential. But there needs to be a couple of good patches, in my opinion. Yeah, that first one, again, is always the first patch is always the biggest one. And again, we'll get into that at the end of the podcast as well. We want to see in that first initial patch. But definitely, going off what you said then, I think this year, more than any other year, is the kind of the biggest difference we've had from game to game for a long, long time. And it's crazy. Um, but Pence, for you, what are your kind of initial takes on the game too? Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, uh, it's been on and off for me. I like the game, but there's times where I absolutely hate it and think it's one of the worst games we've, we've seen. Uh, it's a bit of a hot one to start out with, but 
I really do enjoy the new was the hypermotion technology. I do enjoy it because for me, I'm not one of those guys that likes to spam, um, you know, the meta skills. I like to actually, you know, I, I like to see the game or play the game how I see it. Uh, I'm not one of those guys that'll go and, you know, just abuse every, every skill move in the game. I like to pass and play, you know, a more technical style of play. So I think it suits me a little bit better. So maybe that's why I like it a bit more. Um, but I'll be sticking PS five for the time being. I think, uh, I think I got tired of FIFA 21. So I'm, it's a nice change. I, I like the, um, the difference in it's like you said, it's a massive difference in, uh, in games. So, um, PS five for me for the foreseeable future and the first patch will be massive. I think it's, uh, whether make or break the direction that we go. Yeah, definitely. And I know, obviously, I think I think I think I saw a few things on Twitter too. That again, if you've got a PS Five, you're paying for it. You're paying for the better quality of the game. You should have the better quality of the game. Then just play the PS Five version anyway. I know people will go to PS Four probably um, mainly for easier gameplay, not aimless at anyone. Um, but again, if you've got the PS Five version, it looks a lot better. Yes, gameplay slower, but you might as well get used to it for the for the long term anyway. But I do want to get into kind of our thoughts on gameplay initially. I know Zlatan, you you are the only verified player on today. But Zlatan, what are your kind of what are your thoughts on gameplay now, and how are you feeling as far as your ability going forward with it too? Um. The gameplay right now is shocking. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It is shocking. In its current state, I, I don't know how we're going to watch events that aren't nil-nils because if you put players in the box, you'll get auto blocks. You know, the only true way to score when there's players in the box is 60-yard finesse shots. And, you know, that, that's not a good look for, for EA having 60-yard finesse shots flying in. So they're definitely going to patch that, in my opinion, at least. But as for my ability on the game, you know, di directional nutmegs have been... Uh, uh, moment of silence, but yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's kind of tough. Uh, I I think I'll still be okay, just because of the fact that um, you know, I I think a lot of what I learned about FIFA in the past year is it's obviously more than just directionals, you know. But <laughs> a, a big part of it was directionals, but yeah, no. Ho hopefully, I can still be around. Like, I mean, but what even is the benchmark? Because the 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 foot champs rankings are so Mickey Mouse this year. Eight wins gets you an elite pack. We're just we we reward losing. If you go zero and twenty, you still get rewards. So I don't I don't I don't really know. I feel like after the first weekend league, I'll fully be able to gauge that sort of thing. But yeah, no, directionals being gone is a travesty. <laughs> and that's a big thing for you. But yeah, definitely. Obviously, with the foot champs rewards changing. You can't really say you're like an elite player anymore. You can say what you're like. A, I'm, a, I'm a rank two, I'm a rank three player. Yeah, it's it's weird. But obviously, like there are some decent rewards that I think obviously it's gonna go ahead and reward people for even getting the champs in the first place. I think obviously we'll get into the rewards later on as well. But the fact you can even get rewards from being in the playoffs itself, in a way, seems kind of good. But again, yeah, gameplay again, like touching there too, very slow. And there'll be a hell of a lot of games that are nil-nil, one-nil, whatever. Whereas I think last year or year before, whatever, a lot of games high scoring. And that's what people want to watch. Obviously, you've got to remember, this is an eSport in the end. eSports are meant to be entertaining, exciting. And whilst people want realistic football, you still need to have some kind of arcadey feel to have a lot of enjoyment from it. So again, it's been a bit of a mixed bag, to be fair. It's from, I think a lot of people early on really hate the game. Some people have changed and liking it a bit more, but there's still a lot of people out there, again, like yourself, like what Penn said earlier too, is that the game isn't fully enjoyable. And it's hard to be when you're playing, you're trying to play like Atletico Madrid, like 4-4-2, the team's <laughs> yeah. so deep, sitting in prime Diego Simeone, whatever, and 
you can't break down a team and it is tough. But Langport, I'm going to move on to you next year. I know you were kind of, I think speaking to you beforehand too, you were, especially early on in the game, you absolutely hated it now. But Langport, what are your thoughts on gameplay? Um, It's weird. Like I'm just going to judge off PS4 because it's where I played most of my games. Um, I find it a little bit fun at the moment. Um, It's kind of like every FIFA at the beginning, it is kind of fun because it is... There's no one knows exactly the meta. No one knows, like directional nutmegs weren't a thing the first month of FIFA 21. No one knew how to really fully use them. So at that time, the gameplay was kind of fun. Um, it's just when people start to learn the small mechanics that will help to help you win games. If you don't obviously learn them, you fall behind. Um, but I feel like that's when even like not even just FIFA, every game um, is more fun on release because the power like not the power curve the uh the skill ranking is like just so balanced um down the middle because uh, between pro players and bad players it's no one really knows exactly what to do to get the best out of the game uh so it's hard i'm not having as much fun as it was fifa 21 early days um i found that game a lot more fun at the beginning than this year uh I don't really know what to change. Like, I like I like the fact that finesse shots are back. Like, end of the day, it's a video game. People go on about realism. It's I want to have fun. Um, I I don't mind skills. I'm not a big skiller myself, but I necessarily don't mind it. Um, yeah, I'm still, I'm really really on the fence about it, and it's it's hard to kind of talk about it because I'm unsure and like my my opinion on it changes game to game one game one game i'm like do you know what i really enjoyed that and the next game i'm like what is this travesty uh, and that just goes that that's just the consistency that ea has given us over the last few years or should i say the lack of consistency and um, that every game just feels so different um like like not actual in terms of the actual video game but in terms of game to game from in rivals you can play one game and it's really smooth gameplay really fast and then the next game is just slow and unresponsive and that's if it was all the same gameplay you'd get used to it and you'd like it but the, it's the inconsistency for me that kind of uh, has annoyed me over the recent recent years yeah no, that's a big thing too and obviously everyone goes on the servers and whatnot but i think when you actually can figure out when you when you find yourself you feeling that the gameplay is different game to game then that's a huge thing in it changes a lot of things within the game for yourself as well I've got mm. a question here from sean here is your question is basically why a pass is so broken but langpole have you found yourself having a problem with passes in the game early on or not? Yes and no. So I played a lot of draft at the beginning. I used my 4,600 FIFA points on draft, really. Um, and I noticed when I had like players like Emre Chan and Sissoko that are usually like OP enough and like they have good like all-around stats. They just, just can't pass because they don't have the high passing stats. But when I use players with a better passing range, I can't even think of any. Like players like Thiago and Jorginho, like who relatively over the last two, three years have been basically dead, um, are actually unbelievable because you just they don't miss with their passing. Um, and I like that. Um, I like that aspect of the game. Um, and even that, even the passing element kind of goes into defense as well. Um, like players like Lacroix that have yeah great pace and look good on paper aren't actually that good because they have low defending stats, low physical stats. So I feel like stats in general are so important. Like you need for a defensive midfielder, you need like high interceptions, decent passing, um, even for wingers, like wingers with high dribbling, good pace. 
are a lot better than other wingers. Um, and strikers, obviously, that have good finishing um, and just general good shooting stats are a lot better. Um, to go on, one of my favourite cards at the moment is uh, Ilicic from Atlanta. Um, he's just absolutely incredible just because his, his shooting and his dribbling are quite good. Um, but even though he only has, like I think he's like 75 pace or something along the lines of that, his card just works. So it goes every position has their relevant stats that I feel are very important to them. Um, obviously, if you have centre midfielders, if you don't have good passing your centre midfielders, you're going to be definitely at a disadvantage. Yeah, that's one thing I found too. I think definitely technical players this year are so important and you can actually feel the difference in like rating a player as you go through. I think I used my, I think I did one draft and I used Griezmann early on and I think beforehand I've been using a fairly low rate striker on my normal team. I used Griezmann and I was like, oh my God, he feels a completely different level. And obviously he only got eight pace or something like that, but the the massive boost from like a, a normal like seventy nine card to like an eighty five degrees and whatever is huge. And Pence for you here, I know you've had a, a few ups and downs, especially with goalkeepers too. But Pence, what are your thoughts on gameplay for yourself early on? Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things with the inconsistencies. Um, I think from game to game, it really it's a toss up at the start. I'm not going to go on about DDA and think, you know, I don't know whether to believe in the whole DDA thing or not, but it feels like some games, I just can't get a thing to work for me. Uh, with the passing, it's the same story. My defensive midfielders right now are Fred and Allen and they don't have the highest passing rating and they, they misplace passes sometimes, but I've got Bruno in my, in the number 10 role and he, every, he doesn't miss. So I think it's good that we're getting the kind of statistical differences in players uh, I made a comment about the uh, who's the Everton center back uh, that has the the pace at Godfrey, yeah, Godfrey pace, yeah. I believe. Uh, and I said you can he well he, he's a good center back, but you can feel that he's a 77 rated card or 79 whatever it is. You can feel that he's a lower rated card, and I like that about this year. I think as a whole, the gameplay itself is great. But I also think that there's some things in there coding wise that need some serious work, such as, you know, the things inside, inside the box. Maybe for me, the biggest issue I've had is goalkeepers. I can deal with misplacing passes. I can deal with people parking the bus because now this year it's harder to counterattack. It's harder to get out on the break because it is a slower game. Uh, so I can deal with things like that. You know, the, the meta and the play style of people changing. If you sit back, you're going to, you're going to concede a lot of shots. Yes. The auto blocks are back, but you're going to concede loads of shots. You're not going to get a lot of chances if you do sit back. And I do like that. So that's why I think the gameplay hasn't been that awful. I think it's much more realistic. And I think it's something that we're not really used to yet. Um, but the gameplay itself, I think is fine. I just think that there's a lot of things that need nerves, need balancing. I think goalkeepers need a bit of a balance where from close range, they need to be dialed down a little bit, but I think they do need to be slightly better from long range. You know, if, if you're in a one-on-one -on -one situation and you have to pull out a one of 100 shot where you're in a one-on-one -on -one and you're not favored to score because of how good goalkeepers are, to me, that's a problem. Yes, the long-range shots are fun. They are they are actually fun. Um, but, you know, everyone loves ripping a shot from 35 yards and, uh, you know, just, just putting one in the top corner. But when you're one-on-one, -on -one, you've got a high-rated striker you should never be missing, realistically. And that's I think that's the big change this year. It's, it's all an adjustment. I've, I'm getting used to it, but gameplay as a whole i don't mind i think it's i think it's okay i like the slower gameplay it fits me a little better so okay i'll, I'll remember this as well I, I think i thought you were gonna say it'd be a lot worse to be fair it's fairly positive yeah, it's, from you you know it's i'm not i don't want to complain too much but you know <laughs> the 
the, the, there's some things, you know, I, I put a lot of clips on Twitter, a lot of videos on Twitter and they're clips that are one-off moments in a game. Do they cost me games? Absolutely. But they're at the end of the day, they are one-off moments. And, you know, like I said, a lot of the things that I put on Twitter, they are coding errors where a goalkeeper puts it into the top. They, you know, they push it into the top of their own net. That's, that's a coding error that can be easily solved. I, I think the gameplay as a whole is, is fine. It's just some of the animations with the new system this year do need some tweaking and do need some sorting. And then, I, like I said, first patch will be make or break, I think. Yeah, I've got a question here from Dylan as well. It says, why is Fred so good at the start of every FIFA despite being bad in real life? Uh, what's your take on that too? And that's the thing though, is that there's players obviously who were more meta on the game than they are, we we'll say meta in real life, but you get what I mean. What's your take on this? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet because I hate Fred. I think he's probably my <laughs> least favorite player on United. Um, no, the only it's, it's, it's the same thing every year with the, with the early game metas. He's a short player. That's four. I believe he's four star, four star. He's got well-rounded stats. He's a player that's got, I think his only stat that isn't above 77 is his shooting, which I believe is like 68 or 69. So he's one of those cards. That's just, it's like Sissoko. It's the same story. A card that's great in game is always that, that tank in the midfield, but he's not great in real life. No disrespect to Sissoko, but you know, it's, it's one of those things. Players don't always have to be good in real life for them to be good usable FIFA cards. And I think that's the story across the board. And I think that's why it makes a lot of these players fun to use. I mean, Fred, I love in FIFA. He's, he's a fun <laughs> card to use because he's a short player that runs around. He's everywhere. He covers tons of ground. And it's one of those where in FIFA, you can choose where to pass. Players in FIFA don't have ratings based off their decision-making in real life. In real life, these players have to make decisions on a split second, and Fred is notoriously bad for his decision-making. So it's, it's not a stat that translates over into FIFA. So I think that's, the, that's why he's a, a good usable car. He fits the small frame meta that is in the game year after year, but he, you're the one that ultimately is making the decisions with the player. So you know the best players can go out and use anyone. And Zlatan, you, can, you, uh, can you attest to that? Can the best players really use anyone? I think to an extent, yes, but the best players are the best players, partly because they put themselves in the situations to be the best version of themselves by using the best players. You know, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, if, if you take someone like for, in North America, obviously Adamu or Jukes, like they could make me an absolute just they could they could ship seven like they could make me ship seven with any with anyone like gold whatever it doesn't even matter they could they could take a lacazette and make me look like you know uh like like i just got out of the womb and i'm they gave me the controller like it, it's <laughs> like they they are a different level like like they are crazy like they are crazy but um yeah i i think you you don't find pros using those players mainly because it doesn't you know, it doesn't get the best out of themselves. So it you're not going to turn up ways. to a qualifying event with a gold St. Maximin in, yeah, in, exactly, you know, in yeah. December, you're just not going to see that. Yeah. exactly. So it kind of goes both ways, but yes, they, de they definitely could, but yeah. And um, we've got one more question here, just on the gameplay part of here. Do you think the game feels slower compared to last year? Or do you believe it's the same every year because we have left the previous edition with such high rated cards? I'm a fan of slow gameplay and I hope they keep the pace curve slow this year is from Jack. But Zlatan, what's your take on this too? Um, do you agree with that, that it's a lot slower this year or not? It is definitely slower. And I think part of it comes down to the fact that they have the new sprinting sort of technology 
where it's the burst. It, it, when you press R2, it's not like regular old FIFA where they progressively kind of speed. It's like a dash almost. It's like on the on the dot almost. They, they dash forward. So, And also the dribbling feels a lot more clunky. Even with players that have very high dribbling, they do feel very clunky. Even You can't really do much in the box with with those kind of players, even if they do have high dribbling stats. If, it feels like... Um, it, it just feels like it, it could definitely be a part of it, though, the fact that we are using super low-rated players because at the beginning of every year, it does it does feel very slow. But this year, I think, combined with the fact that sprinting has been a little bit... Uh, it's taken a revamp. Also, combined with the fact that the overall pace of the game, like the passing, it all moves a bit slower. It's not it's not as quick and, you know... I, I think it definitely has gotten a bit slower. Yeah. And I, I think everyone can probably agree with that to everyone I've spoken to has mentioned the, the speed of the game. And... Um, the one thing you touched on there too, the the sprinting changing. I actually found a video on TikTok the other day, and shout TikTok for actually having some informational videos on FIFA on there, uh, aside from all the other crap that's on there. But apparently, if you're controlling a player, say you pass the ball to another player, and you're still holding down the sprint button, that player then misses out the initial acceleration phase of the sprint because yeah. you're already held onto it. The best way to do it is say if you pass the ball to someone take your finger off the sprint button, then when they receive the ball, when you control on that player, then put your finger back on the trigger, and then they do the full sprint animation. I never knew that before. Um, mm-hmm. That was an interesting little pick up there. But I do want to move on after obviously the gameplay stuff here. We'll go through initially kind of the score battles and rivals system system, and the new rewards for that as well. I know score battles have not really changed too much, and I can't imagine many of you guys really focus too much on score battles, but um, have any of you even looked at the new score battle rewards at all or not? Oh, aren't no. they pretty much the same <laughs> but they're got to be fairly similar right yeah there's been a little change there i know with the elite one which was the kind of the one everyone could go for if they played most of them the most of the games i think they've changed that from two 50k packs which are rare players packs when they used to be 55k packs which, which were rare megas but again i think for most people rare players packs seems better than rare megas but overall score battle rewards have been kind of they've been made a little bit worse until the higher ones too but mainly, I want to go over kind of the new rival system and the new rivals rewards. But Zlatan, I want to go to you first here. What have you made of the division rivals changes this year and the rewards added to it too? I think I would like it more, the new rival system, if there were sort of rewards for like rewards in the moment for leveling up to the next division. So obviously last year we had those coin bonuses whenever you would get promoted. I think those were a good addition. Those weren't in 20. Those were only in 21, I believe. And those were, those were a good, those were a good thing. I thought it incentivized you going up the divisions and facing higher, you know, higher opponents and testing yourself more, but it's not there anymore. But I mean, I'm still kind of figuring it out to be honest with you, because a lot of it is a little bit complicated with how, you know, like the packs that you get, because it doesn't, it's hard to see which rewards you're actually getting at the end of the week when it was really easy before you would just go over to the rewards tab and press it square and then everything would show up, but it's a little bit more complicated now, but I feel like, you know, and I feel like until we have champs going and we kind of see how those two rewards interact with each other and see like what you actually get during a week worth of playing, together it's kind of hard to judge because right now it might seem dead but like once you actually realize that maybe champs rewards they do look kind of good you know so maybe when you combine those two it's not as bad but rivals just it just seems a bit kind of dead to me at least 
Yeah, no, I get that too. I get that fully. And the fact that I think, are you, what are you, what is your kind of take on the fact that everyone starts in Div 10 as well? Do you like that or do you prefer the placement early on? Uh, I mean, it, it's okay to be honest with you. I feel like it's, it's, I, I feel like EA were going for like the novelty of ranking up the divisions like in the olden days, you know, like how you would start your race to division one, all of this sort of stuff. I feel like that's kind of like the novelty they, they were aiming for, but. I feel like it just it'll just get old every year if we just keep the same format. And it, it, I mean, the novelty wears off pretty quickly. I mean, I'm in Division Five right now, playing against absolute sweats. So it, it's not really. It's I mean, it is what it is. But I feel like it's not really necessary. The placements would have been fine. Yeah, it's this making the whole process a bit longer. And Langpa, yeah. for you here, what are your thoughts on the new rival system and the uh, the rewards? Um, yeah, I do like it. Um, to an extent, what you're saying there, yeah, it's a bit longer. But you know, last year you won your first five games. You were in what division three, division two. Um, so that was basically the the I like the grind of going from division ten to division one. And I know there's an elite division now, but I can forget about that because I'm never getting anywhere near it. Um, but like I say, I'm I'm a, I'm an old G FIFA player. Like I remember back in the days, the the grind to Division One was like all that mattered in FIFA. Um, this back in the days when we had like no promos. Team of the Week was the only promo we ever had, along with Team of the Year and then Team of the Season. Um, so all anybody cared about was your gameplay and where you were, and like no one cared about your team really. It was all about that getting to Division One, and it kind of has that same feel a little bit back now. Um, but you can see massively how it's changed the transfer market um, without the division rival placement point or coins. Because I'm pretty sure, yeah, if you won like five games last year, you got like, what was it, like 100,000 coins? Yeah, I think it was, it was like 120. Yeah. Yeah. For, so for playing five games to come out with 120,000 coins, like it's just crazy. Like the influx of coins into the market on launch base, like it takes what? To play five games, an hour and a half, two hours, not even. Um, so everyone, not saying everyone had it, but a lot of people had at least plus of 60K to start the game off with. Um, and I know this year they've given us 4,600 FIFA points for the pre-order bonus um, but yeah it's weird um, like what we said there earlier anyway about rivals and stuff it's going to take a while to know what's actually going on because the layout of everything like where rewards is and stuff like that is an absolute mess at the moment um, I, personally I don't know where anything is or what anything means really um, but yeah all I know is Foot champs isn't too uh, dissimilar until like compared to last year. Um, you think of last year we had thirty games of foot champs. This year we have twenty nine. You know we have nine placement games and then twenty actual champs games. Um, so it's one less game, but it's all in the point system. So you need twenty four points to qualify. So you need to win five games and then you can lose your four or you can win six. Um, so let's say you win six and then you win. I think it's eight in the actual champs games to get um, your elite ranking. Is it eight wins? Eight and 12? I think it's eight. Yeah, in 12, I think. Yes. So you're looking at, you're already at, that's what, 14, 15 wins um, for elite. So that's probably actually, I'm just actually doing the master now. It's a, it's a little bit uh, of a difference. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of talking nonsense now. But yeah, look, it's going to take a, two, a few weeks down the line. We'll understand exactly what, what everything is. How the best of how to get the best of rivals, how to get the best of champs. Um, 
obviously champs are going to be a lot harder this year a lot harder to qualify so going 8 and 12 will in terms of gameplay wise will probably be similar to going 23 and 7 because you're not going to be playing noobs really you're going to be playing actual good players <laughs> that can qualify um, so the chance of me qualifying for the first weekend league is very slim um, so those easy games where you pick up a good few wins aren't going to be there it's going to be all 20 games of hardship instead of your first 10 games being easy enough and then the last 20 being hard um, to do with ELO uh, yeah. it's, it'll be a weird year I think yeah and that's the thing it's, it's something new I think we can never we can't really judge you off anything last year again like I said there basically it's one less game of champs really they've just mm. kind of worded it in a, in a in a way that everyone's like oh it's only 20 games only 20 games but the build up to it is a hell of a lot too but obviously you do get rewards for the initial playoffs too again you get some half decent rewards on that but yeah the the rival stuff seems it's confusing again every single week wherever whatever rank you finish within rival say you're in division 5 there's like three ranks within that obviously you get the rewards for that you get three options for each one which is the same like last year but also then you get a bonus every week of if you win seven games you win three games whatever you get an additional pack bonus then at the end of every season, you get another bonus too of how many games you've completed in that season. And then, but obviously that end of season bonus is also finalized on your final position in or final rank in that as well. But I don't think that one really changes too much. I think it goes from like 20, 50 to then 90 with that too. But Pence for you, what are you making of the kind of the new rival stuff and how they've changed it? Yeah, I mean, as far as the reward system is concerned, I, I think they've done a good job with it. Uh, I think they're giving us more packs this year, which I think is always a good thing because packs are always fun to open. It does make cards a lot cheaper on the market. So it really makes you wonder what they're planning on doing because right now prices of cards are already extremely cheap. They're, I mean, there's there's a lot of cards that are you know good meta players that are cheap. They're really affordable and... I don't think it has to do with stat downgrades as much or whatever it is, but you know, with the, like I said, the FIFA point thing with 4,600 points being added to nearly every, you know, a lot of people's accounts, that's a massive pack opening on a lot of people's accounts. Uh, everyone loading up their points at the start of the year. Um, you know, everyone getting the, the game early access to doing the staggered release, I guess, you know, throughout the three different um, stages of access. I think it really has a, uh, a large impact on the market and, it makes you wonder what they're going to do with the reward system, because if they're giving you more and more packs, that's just going to make everything cheaper and cheaper. So I wonder if, you know, we could potentially see less promos to make it. So, you know, players eventually will start to rebound and stay higher because they're, people are going to realize we have to use these cards for longer. Uh, you know, usually when the promos start coming around and other versions of other cards come out, obviously once they go back in packs, everything gets cheaper um you know because there's a better version of the card out but i wonder if we're going to be using gold cards for a lot longer this year simply because of the number of packs that we're getting i'm trying to look at it from you know from an ea perspective of they're giving us a lot more packs so you know maybe they're giving us less that they're going to be putting less in packs but uh i really do like the um that they are giving us more packs the whole system's confusing it really is confusing you got to sit down i don't think you should have to sit down and really dissect a whole program and a whole system to understand it. I think that's a bit too much. You got to remember, we are a small part of the community that, you know, of the whole FIFA, um, the FIFA market, I guess, uh, everyone that buys the game every year, we're only a small part. The t you know, we talk about casuals winning votes and everything. The, the number of casuals that aren't on Twitter, that aren't part of the whole 
you know, the foot, the foot community, they dominate everything. So if we're having a, a tough time understanding the whole reward system, just imagine everyone else who's, you know, much younger than we are that are going to be struggling to understand it. So I think they're really targeting the gameplay now and the rewards to a lot better players. I really think they're starting to cater a bit more towards better players. They're giving the, uh, you know, the, the top 200 players and the elite players from last year, much better rewards, which they should. We talked enough about last year where the elite players weren't getting rewarded. Um, and, you know, there's lots that I'm sure you had plenty of times where you opened your elite packs and elite player picks from champs and they were terrible. And I think they're finally realizing that, okay, you know, we're going to start losing our best players if we don't reward them. So I like it. I think that everything they've done bar the confusion has been fantastic. I, I'm, I'm very happy with the number of packs we're getting. I think it's, it bodes well for us content creators that, you know, want TikTok clips and want, you know, YouTube videos and pack openings. I think it bodes fantastic for us. So very, very happy with the number of packs. The system confusing though. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think once everyone maybe understands it, we might be a little bit more annoyed at it, but they've managed to keep it confusing enough for us not right. to uh, <laughs> to fully understand it and have an opinion on it too. And obviously, I know Langford touched on it a bit there too. Obviously, I want to go over the, the new foot chance rewards, whatever. And I know, obviously, for you, Mike, as well, being a, a very good player, um, do you feel as though the rewards are going to finally actually reward the better players or or not really? Because I've gone over it a little bit. Uh, I'm not fully convinced. And obviously the fact that it's going to be harder to get those end rewards with a lot of good players in there. What are your kind of thoughts on the, the foot champ stuff this year? Uh, to be honest, I didn't really see that much of a difference between the rewards. I, I just, I think what it comes down to is the rewards were never the problem. It was always EA's politics with team of the week that were the problem, you know? Like, Team of the Week, like Langpart said, OG foot player, me as well. FIFA 11 was my first ultimate team. Team of the Week used to be made up of the best players that played each week and how they did. Nowadays, it's kind of the case, but it's so political nowadays. You think back to foot birthday in FIFA 21 when there was that week where Ronaldo and Messi both scored hat-tricks and neither of them got into Team of the Week. Like, that's just ridiculous. There's clearly a fear of from EA that, you know, putting these all of these players in team of the week at once is going to yield too much of a reward to the to the market to where it'll cause all these effects of it crashing and all of this sort of sell-off and all this sort of things but until team of the week is is just you know i feel like part of the problem too is that it's so connected to the market as well because the team of the week packs are given out so you can't make it too good or else everyone's gonna pack everything so the way that team of the week is currently linked with rewards and how it links back to the market it's 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 just a really bad recipe for really bad rewards throughout the entire year. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like I go go back through last year as well. Like I cannot remember many times throughout the year where I was like, I want to get that team the week card in my team. It's all about the promo cards, all the promo packs, whatever. Oh yeah, and that's that the issue again. People play champs, obviously for the rewards, but for the player picks too. But if the player picks aren't good enough and they've not changed them again this year, um, it's going to be strange to see what kind of how people do get rewarded from it. again it sounds better that you get packs for the playoffs packs for actual chance itself but again like the like the, play, the team of the week picks should be kind of the, the cherry on top that should be the best thing you get in it but the, the, the shame is that they're not fortunately 
But um, Zatan, as well, what are you are you happy that the games are like it's only twenty now in the playoffs too? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think it's a good change or not? I, I don't think so, man. In all honesty, I thought thirty was the perfect balance. I thought forty was too much. Forty was ridiculous. There was just it's just I mean, come on, forty games. I mean, wow. <laughs> but I I think thirty was honestly the the perfect balance between the two. I mean, you have enough to where top two hundred wasn't just made up of thirty and O's. There were some twenty nines and twenty eights made it in top two hundred. Whereas, you know, with with the current system, there is going to be no top 200 because obviously they've moved it over to rivals. So in, in all honesty, I, I had no problems with the way that the format was. I think that the main issue that everyone ran into with anything format related last year was the was the rewards and how, you know, team of the weeks just you're going to get elite packs with 79 rated as your best player. It's that's ridiculous. But um yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't really love the twenty games to be honest. It just, it just feels like you'll get a lot of, uh, a lot of twenty and O's at the top, and um, it's going to be harder and harder to distinguish the best players currently in in the community. That kind of thing, which I mean, it's not like the 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 thirty and O format with this with the Mickey Mouse skill rating was any better, but that you can never understand where you know you'd you'd miss top three hundred by a point or two points or whatever. So it, it was always weird and and it really did depend on when you played your games as well. That's why EU twenty nines were basically as good as NA like basically thirties because you were always going to get in, in in EU if you played your games early. So yeah, that was weird, but it it just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me this year in terms of the twenty games and. Maybe you're right with the whole um, lead up to it, making it so much harder because that is very possible with, you know, you need to win six out of nine, is it? You need to win six out of five, nine. Five out of nine. Five, five, out, of five nine. out of nine. Yeah, yeah. So that'll definitely make it harder. But um, yeah, I, I'm really uh, curious to see what the balance is going to look like as we move forward through the year, you know? Yeah, it's hard to kind of speak about too now. I guess we're all kind of speculating what we think is going to happen and how it's going to be. And obviously, once it once it kicks off the first week, and like obviously being on the not this coming Friday on the first, but on the eighth, we'll see what it's like. We'll get the taste of it and really how it's going to be. But yeah, I mean, it's very different. Um, the people in the weekend league, people in the actual the the final event, obviously should be a lot better too. So every single game will be an absolute sweat fest. And Pence, for you, what are you thinking about the weekend league? Are you are you happy with the changes that were made, or you kind of wish it was more the the old style? So I don't mind it how it is. Um, I like it better this year than I did last year. Although I do agree with what Zlatan said about the, uh, the 30 games being the perfect number. The only issue that I had with the 30 games was the time frame that you had to play the games because realistically weekend leagues opening up Friday morning for us. And we've got from realistically Friday afternoon until Sunday, so two and a half days, if you play champs on day one, which we all knew was a disaster. If you sat in champs and played, tried getting all your games in on Friday, it's a disaster because you're playing the best of the best on those days. So I think for me, the big issue that I had with 30 games was the time frame. I wish they'd opened it up on on Thursday night or you know, like Thursday afternoon, whatever, and let us play into the weekend or even let it run midway through Monday. And the weekends where the weekend league did get extended, I felt like it was perfect, you know, where we didn't have the issues of having to worry about cramming 10 games in a day or, you know, 10, 12 games in per day. And it ruined a lot of, you know, a lot of social events and a lot of social life, because I'm thinking to myself, if I want to get rewards for stream, if I want to get rewards for content, it's like, 
I have to play all of my games and I only have so much time to do it. So I think with the 20 games being over the, the weekend, I guess, is better. And I like how they do have the nine games. I think you can play as soon as you qualify. As soon as you qualify, I'm pretty sure. I think I saw, uh, was it Denman? I think he was he had already played his games. So I think it's as soon as you qualify, you can play your games, which I like. That means I don't have to sit there and play 20 games or 30 games or, tw- you know, we'll call it 29 games, the nine plus the 20. I don't have to sit there and play that Friday through Sunday. I don't have a set time where, say, I get my rivals points or all my champs qualifying points, you know, from the previous week. And I get, I get my qualifying done on Monday afternoon. I don't have to worry about playing 30 games on the weekend. I can, I can split my games up, play five Friday afternoon and play 10 Saturday and then another five Sunday. So I really like it. I think it was just a matter of time. It really was, uh, it, it was just 30 games and realistically two nights a lot, you know, especially in the summer, early spring, when everyone wants to be outside, it's, it's really hard to sit down and, and, you know, want to play so many games. It ruined a lot of, uh, um, you know, a, a lot of weekends for me. So yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, and we're all streamers, we're all content creators. Like, we we'll probably do, we'll probably play the weekend league live and stream of the weekend. But again, there a small amount of the foot community are streamers, whatever. A lot of people, again, you're thinking about again. If you're if you're a father, you've got kids, whatever. You're yeah, a mom, we have lives. You know, that's whatever, the thing. Like, I don't have time to sit there and play thirty games. And you know, in the the few hours a night that I sit down on stream, I don't have time to play thirty games. So I'm finding myself sitting there until, you know, one, two in the morning on a Sunday night playing, you know, just finishing my games and stopping gold two. So just to get the games. And I mean, I went 14 and oh, one of the, I think it was during, I think it might've been the week after ultimate team of the season or like a couple weeks after ultimate team of the season, I went 14 and oh, and had to stop because I ran out of time. So it gets to the point where I just, you know, three games a lot, you run out of time so fast. You know, social events, everything going on. You know, spending time with family and kills it. Yeah, it's it's virtually impossible. Again, obviously, back in the back in the forty game forty game weekend days, that was oh, uh, it's absurd, absolute Crazy. hell. But I do want to touch on obviously, Langford. I know you mentioned the you, that you might not qualify for weekend league. Um, I did want to touch on also. Do you, Langford? Do you think it's gonna be a lot tougher for people, people to qualify? And do you first what kind of cutoff point do you think? Say like a silver one, gold three player won't be able to make it into weekly league, or do you think it'll be fairly easy? Yeah, I have no idea really how it's going to work out. Um, I don't know if it goes off what division you're in, um, how we get your games. I can't see it being that because you don't get many... Well, probably, Sorry, it probably will be that because you don't get many uh, foot champs points for being in lower divisions. I think you only get like what, 75 and you need 1,500 uh, for every win in Division 10. So you do need a good ranking or a good like division to get a lot of quick quickly get points. Um, it's gonna be weird, man. I have no exactly. I can't. Like remember last year. Last year wasn't too much of a change from the previous year. This year everything is just completely different, and no one knows exactly how it's gonna play out. Uh, the first week's gonna be a nightmare because people aren't gonna have a schedule, not gonna be able to know what to do. Um, and it's crazy that even pro players who this is technically their job. Have no idea what, how the next two, three weeks are going to go. Um, which look, and it, it's a video game. I want to have fun. It's a part of the fun is not known, which kind of goes against everything I've done on Twitter for the last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, look, it, it's 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 fresh. It's a new change, and I, 
I'm looking forward to it if I can qualify. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing as well. I think I think people are scared, honestly. I think people who are like Silver 1, Gold 3 genuinely are scared they might not qualify. And again, like we've been speaking about too, is that a lot of this is just speculation. A lot of this is new. We'll find out the first couple of weeks what it's really going to be like. And then we can kind of speak about it more. But yeah, I mean, in a way, people don't like change, but also change is for the best. And we've had it kind of the same way for so long now that eventually something had to change. And thank God that it's finally come now as well. But we'll see what it's really like. And then I guess we can kind of give our uh, proper opinion on it. But I do want to go on to, obviously, we spoke about gameplay early on, about things that can come in the first patch. But I want to get your guys' takes as well on what you would change in the first patch if you were able to choose yourself. Uh, I want to go with you first, Pence, here. If you could change, um, we're not going to go on forever. So if you can limit your kind of selections to say three per person, but uh, Pence, for you, what are some things you'd change in the first patch? Um, so if only three things, I think it's uh, goalkeepers, goalkeepers, goalkeepers. I think that's my three. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, the main thing for me, I think right now, that's just the, the really big sticking point for me is goalkeepers. I think it's, if I had to change one <laughs> specific thing, I think it would be slowing down the reaction speeds. I want, I'm going to group chat on Twitter. I want on a freaking rant. It was ridiculous. I was going on for five, 10 minutes. And I, I, I probably made a couple of people leave the chat just because it was blowing up, but um no goalkeepers for me if i had to go one specific thing i think they need a balance i think reactions i think the way the the speed in which they react to close range shots is way too fast or maybe maybe the way they get into the animations i think the reaction speed could be fine but it's the the speed in which they get into the animations i think is just way too fast i mean like i said if you're one-on-one -on -one with a goalkeeper and you've got a a, a talented finisher you shouldn't be missing or, you know, a lot of these shouldn't be being saved when you're tucking them into the corner. Um, you know, I shouldn't be having to use it. It reminds me of FIFA 20 or FIFA 21. I shouldn't have to be abusing a certain shot type or a certain meta, you know, FIFA 21 dribble move. Um, I shouldn't have to be abusing a certain thing to score. You should be able to viably use everything in the game. So for me, one thing is just goalkeepers. I think everything else <laughs> realistically is fine. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy with everything else in the game. If I'm being fully honest, I just goalkeepers. <laughs> Langford for you next here. Langford, what would you choose to change in the first patch? Yeah, I, I agree sort of with Pence there about goalkeepers, but partially I feel there's a few things wrong with the game in terms of shooting-wise, and then that correlates to keepers. Like the finesse shots I don't think are broken. I think it's just the way the keepers react to it. Um, low drivens for me are very overpowered at the moment. Mm -hmm. I feel like keepers can't save low drivens if you're in the box. Um, it's a little bit ridiculous. Um, but yeah, every like even all, all shooting instances, like when you're in the box, I uh, finesse shots are so OP when they're about 40 yards out, but I have not scored a finesse shot around the box, like inside or outside the box, because keepers save it every time. So they need to be buffed in certain senses, like in terms of like long range shots, um, and then nerfed in. Uh, closer range shots even like even finesse shots aren't the only long range shots you can score I've just been hitting power shots with Bruno um, from 50 60 yards out and close enough to the halfway line and uh, it just lobs over the keeper and the keeper just slaps that and it goes in um, I've seen a few instances as well I've actually scored a lot from corners like directly from the corner if you have an in swinger and the same for back post and they bring the keeper out 
uh, to the penalty spot, it goes in six, seven times out of ten, which is it's just crazy. Like the fact that I don't think I scored a single one last year. Um, so yeah, it, look, it, yeah, easy to say goalkeepers. Yeah, it is goalkeepers. I don't think shooting is that broken. Um, I think it's just how the keepers either are so dumb or so overpowered. I, I can I can back that. I think the one thing is I've struggled so much with corners this year or so far. I absolutely hate corners. Again, I cannot even get a shot on target from a corner to save my life. So maybe we start aiming back post now. One of the things I've done between between actually shooting like from a corner or I chip it out to like not the not not the edge of the box, just inside the box, like away from the goals and head it back across to someone in the middle again. So like kind of knock it down. And I've had a good bit of success with that as well. So those two corner techniques are really what I've been using. I think that was one thing they did right this year with corners as well was the uh, goalkeepers aren't cutting out for everything anymore. I think they've made corners a somewhat viable thing. I remember last year you put it anywhere within 15 yards of the keeper and they were coming out for it this year. You can put it in pretty close to the keeper and they won't come for it. So it's nice. Mm. I've uh, I found the complete opposite there, but I'll, I'll take your guys' opinion on it. I found keepers grab everything I put into the box, but <laughs> maybe that's me making the uh, mistakes there. And it's last time for you. Please give me something else than goalkeepers need buffing here. <laughs> okay, no, no, I agree with what, what like part of Penn said, <laughs> but but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that finesses. I I disagree with only part of it, but I think that the finesses are broken from like forty yards or so. I I think if you green time it it will always go in. It'll always go in. I've been sent clips of Conte hitting it on his left foot from 40 yards, finessing it, top bins, celebrating, flying his arms. No, you can't be having any of that. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, but if you, see the, if you see the keeper, keeper's reaction when you do those, yes, the keeper, yes. the keeper stands there and throws his arm in the air. At yeah, the they got to be like, saving him. That's the thing. They got to yeah, be saving those shots. You're not necessarily the right. shot that's overpowered. It's the, the keeper's reaction when you do that certain shot. Yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think it's like, it- it's kind of a combination of both. It's like the-, the keepers from outside the box are shocking. Like if you're shoot, it's not just outside the box too. It's like, if you're on Messi's left foot outside the box, you have a wide open shot at goal. You should probably be scoring. I'm, I'm talking about like the 60 yard ones where, you- but you definitely do have a point. The keepers are-, are a complete joke outside the box, but inside the box, they turn into prime Oliver comp. But <laughs> I wanted to bring up a different point and it's, and it's, and it's kind of different. It's the menus. I don't know if you guys <laughs> agree with me on this. Uh, the menus are so clunky on this game. The transfer market, especially. I challenge any of you to go on the transfer market and find Scotland in, in, in the country thing. Find Scotland because wait, it makes wait, no sense. You can use the right stick to tra- to switch through things. And now it's the top nine nations or you whatever. Have you have to do that. switch through. But when you go to the countries, they're not in alphabetical order anymore. Mm-hmm. Like Scotland's at the bottom and Slovenia's at the top of the S yep. section. So that pissed me off as soon as I saw it. So I'm annoyed now. And then on top of that, the SBC uh, section, there's a little bit of a delay when you buy a player and you press R1 to go to the squad. So you end up pressing R1 twice and it brings you to your club. And then you have to search for the player manually again because it automatically gives you the concept card when you're searching for him. No, no, don't do this to me, man. Don't do this to me. So n- enough of that. Enough of that. Patch the menus. Make them in alphabetical order. Country deserves to be alphabetically organized. None of this random Scotland at the bottom, Slovenia at the top <laughs> stuff. This is finished. Enough of this. 
But apart I, from that, I think it's all right. The menus, but yeah, a couple of things. And trust the, right. uh, the the only verified player here to give us nothing about gameplay. No, 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 no. <laughs> menus. He's, he's yeah. fully he's fully committed to being a menu player this year. He's, he's fi- no, figured I'm, out he can't yeah, be verified yeah, yeah, yeah. anymore. Dude, once the directional left, <laughs> like we gotta switch it up. We gotta switch right. it up. Had to sit down for 24 hours straight and rethink the entire strategy. Yeah, exactly. Jose Mourinho going to Spurs. He's got a whole new strategy. Now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, the new office and everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, I mean, it's from everyone of these goalkeepers. I think, guys, I think I'm surprised no one said anything about passing. But um, for me, anyway, I think passing is somewhat okay. But the uh, the driven passes seem way too overpowered compared to normal ones. Um, I've been able to do like literally every pass I do now is a driven pass and the touch is literally perfect. I'm not complaining of that, but the issue is every time you press a normal pass, it almost, you, you basically get punished for doing it. You've got to do a driven pass every single time. But there's a few things I think that kind of, um, I guess are somewhat glitches as far as like you do a, you drive, you hold, hold the button down for a full power long, long uh, pass, whatever. And then it goes like five yards. That's an issue there. And I think there's a, yeah, yeah. Actually, a few one, one issue there I just thought of as well. Fake shots are broken. You can't do a fake shot. You go do oh, a fake shot and just yeah. passes the ball. That's one thing that really needs to get uh, nerfed quickly or not or just fixed quickly. Because um, that's like in around the box when I just go do a fake shot and drag the ball backwards, it just passes the ball and cuts out for a goal kick. I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it took me like 20 minutes to get into the box. Um, but yeah. <laughs> No, it's uh, that definitely needs to be fixed. But now you were well, sorry. I take it you're happy with the the speed of gameplay then, by the sounds of it though. No, uh, no speed up at all. Um, I'm alright with it. I'm alright with it. Okay. I, am I allowed to speak of the beta here? Am I? Because I have a point <laughs> that would. Because no, because what, what? I don't know. It, I I like. Essentially, no. Technically. But what I remember, right, is that on the... Okay, cut this out maybe, but like, <laughs> I'm not trying to catch a ban. But on the beta, when they gave us the high-rated cards, it made the gameplay much better. I, I'll tell you that much, at least. When they gave us, like, the 98s, the 99s, that Team mm. of the Week pack with all the crazy stuff in it, it, it made it... Like, the pacing of the game felt normal again. So it could just be the fact that we're using lows, but it is definitely slower. Yeah, but They probably I, have to do that so that way we can have a balance. I mean, they got to go somewhere. I, if, I, if the game's feeling like this, you got to have somewhere to progress, really. I, I said this earlier on about the, the, the better stats-wise players feel better, but which is which should be the case because a player with better passing should have should have better passing and you should be able to do more things with it. Um, but I feel like this is opening up the, uh, the avenue to pay to win a little bit more as well. The fact that when promos come out, uh, there's a cracked player that you need to kind of like by these players to compete um gone are the days of these 77 78 rated non-rare players being absolutely yeah you know like it's that's where gameplay was fun for me like in the early days of fifa fifa 12 fifa 13 um the players that you ended the i actually it came up in my timeline there a few weeks ago uh about two weeks ago it was like my fifa 14 end squad i had two special cards in my team yeah i know my the end the end of my squad there was two yeah, special cards. Mad. It seems mad. I had like at one stage I had fourteen million coins in the game. Oh. Like and I had two special cards at the end of my team. Like oh. literally the week the week before the next FIFA came out, I had two special cards. That that's that's different. Like I'll I'll be lucky to have two goal cards in about three weeks' time in my team. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I you know? see. 
I don't mind. I, it's not that I don't like promos, but um, if I were to have one thing about the the things that need to be fixed in the patches, uh, fouls. I don't know if you guys have noticed that fouls are not a, they're not a thing. I think I maybe had less than five free kicks in the entirety of FIFA 22. They yeah. are. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've elasticoed and gone by someone and have gotten absolutely like NFL style tackled and have just referees just like I got no idea what just happened. So I think fouls are another thing that need a serious, serious fix. Well, there was, wasn't there a rule change though in real life football to do with uh, the refs being less strict? So I don't know if I that's mean, kind of transferred over a little bit. I think that was a good thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. There, there's so less maybe. strict, but when you're, when you're Re- two realism. foot my player right into his groin and he's going <laughs> flying 50 yards, looking like Neymar rolling around the pitch, but... You know, it's it just yeah, it's yeah, that, that, that's realism. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> that's football. Um, but yeah, I do want to go over to one more thing. Obviously, we've got the ones to watch promo coming out this Friday as well. Obviously, the two two teams getting released and two mini releases inside of each of those team releases. Langpa, for you first here, what do you want to see from the ones to watch promo to obviously kick off FIFA with a, with a decent promo to start with? I want to see Lukaku, my ones to watch pack. That's all I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, it's this whole new format of the main promo, mini promo is going to be very skeptical. Like 11 players in the main promo and then an extra three players come three days later. Um, again, like with rivals and foot champs, I just I want to see what it's going to play out like. Um, it's going to be very. It's look. It's a change up from last year, which is good. I bought a new game to have new experiences. I don't want last year's experiences this year. Um, but I I don't know if that's the right avenue. Now, the only thing I can think of. Sorry, I'm kind of going off point here a little bit. Uh, with the promos in general, with less players being in the promo, like the fact that it's 14 players a week instead of what was last year, like. Was last year the same or more? It was about 11, I think, a team of 11 for each one. Yeah. A lot of time it was like a team of 11 and then maybe like a few less in the second week. Yeah, so I want to see are they going to do objectives and SPC? They should do because, as I said, objectives and SPCs are kind of really where it's at at the moment, especially last year. Um, so hopefully they continue the same trend. Um, but yeah, no ones to watch. Look, I, just, I, I don't care who's in it. I don't care who's not in it. All I want to get is good players in my packs. That's all I care about. <laughs> It makes sense. And obviously, we do have the one confirmation of an objective player that we've had today was Kamavinga, which hopefully does not fall into the same trap of, say, an end on Bele, where he had the uh, the objective card and everyone swept for that card and received nothing throughout the year. And I know Jota got one last year, had a few informs, but I thought that they're always really harsh or they, they never want to give out. Yeah, he, Jota got cards. robbed. He got it like he had like two goals and an assist in an international break, and they gave out international team of the week, and he didn't get in the team. And I think it was mm-hmm. like a, it was first or second team of the week. Like EA, be serious. He, it's it's an eighty three rated card. Just because he got a ones to watch, he just put up one of the best performances we saw out of every international break. And you mean to tell me he didn't get a team of the week? Yeah. So they're they're pretty sure of it. And Pence for you as well. What do you want to see from the ones to watch promo? I want to see some good SBCs. I want to see some good SBCs. I don't know what EA were thinking by giving us a Shakiri that was an 81 and an 83 rated squad. That's an absolute disgrace. 75 pace on a card as a card that you have to pay for. If it were an objective, whatever, that's fine. But we're having to pay actual coins for this card. And he's a card that even if he gets 
the you know the win the wins to watch. I believe they called it. Um, he gets the five out of ten wins. Uh, he gets that boost, and then gets a team of the week. He's still gonna have no more than 78, 79 pace, and he's not even a central card. And it featured team of the weeks don't even count. So he can go and get a hat trick, get a featured team of the week, and it doesn't count for ones to watch. So realistically, he's going to have to get two to three team of the weeks in the first month or two of the game for it to even be a viable card in anyone's team. So we need to see better. I don't have any issue paying whatever price for a card. I don't care. It's like the player of the month Mbappe that was been rumored to potentially be coming out. I don't care how expensive a card is. Just make them, you know, good cards. I don't want a Shakiri SBC, no disrespect, but I want good SBCs and obviously the Kamavinga objective. He gets a team of the week. It'd be unbelievable, ridiculous card. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they, they smash it. Hopefully we get the summer heat content guy back for uh for the promos this year because i think a lot of potential with this ones to watch it uh all the transfers this summer a lot of potential yeah hopefully again the carry one was a weird one again because mainly i mean i wouldn't have even done that card i think if he was an objective honestly he doesn't mm. didn't look good at all as last time for you here too what do you want to see from the ones to watch promo i think ones to watch is a very you know constant promo every year i think it's only as good as ea or brave and that means that they have to give these cards upgrades. You brought up Endon Belly and I got war flashbacks. Why? Because they weren't brave enough to upgrade him. He had the, he had a great week. He had a great game. I think it was against Southampton, I believe. I remember he scored. He scored for Tottenham. And 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 he didn't get a team of the week. It was a 1-0 win and Dombele scored. And the week after they didn't give him a team of the week for it. That, like stuff like that. It's it's just unbelievable. But I, I I've I've thought for a couple years now that they should have some sort of not like sort of requirement for throughout two team of the weeks there have to be three ones to watch players that get upgraded some sort of thing like that you know of course it's going to be hard to do if they're all playing rubbish but i i feel like that doesn't really happen and i feel like it really it really was the best promo in the game in like fifa 17 like you guys remember the pogba and the higuain and it was like it was like a circus watching these these cards upgrade every week because they really did get upgrades every week because ea there was there was less politics on team of the week back then because they weren't afraid to give the community better cards but the better cards that aren't behind a paywall is essentially what i'm trying to say so Again, it's it's just, it's all in EA's hands how good ones to watch is because it's up to them if they want to be brave and give these cards upgrades and let us let us have fun with this. Yeah, that's that the main was, thing. Too. That was motivational. I could run through a brick wall right now after hearing that. <laughs> Someone clip that and send that to EA, man. That no, was like, right, get right your now, swords. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, EA are in control of this again. They they've literally they can control how good their first promo does throughout the whole year do whatever we want but yeah but throw them out to FIFA 17 I think that was the year where they had um I think it was Emre Chan like Sadio Mane oh the, uh, yeah the yeah, ones yeah. to watch because them were actually good but it's gone downhill very very quickly the, the past couple of years I do want to finish up on here some la or some listener questions to end the first question here is from Ray Ray he's got a few in here so we'll do some quick fire ones go through your first foot favorite card you've used so far this year uh favorite skill move and favorite chain from fifa 21 to 22 so pence i'll let you go first here all right first foot uh first foot i believe was 16 maybe not seriously until 19 okay favorite card 
favorite card. I mentioned this before we started. Jaden Sancho has been one of my favorite cards this year. Talk about a sticky player on ball. He is unbelievable. Favorite skill move. Oh, it's gotta be the Elastico again. I haven't really noticed any other skill moves that work for me. I, I don't know. There's, there's the little heel or the, um, the reverse flick where if you're going down the wing towards the left and you go backwards and then in towards the center of the pitch, it does like a little like flick behind. I don't know. It's a good cut in move. Five star skills, hold out one. I love it. And your favorite chain from 21 to 22. Pace of play. I love the slower gameplay because it's, it's more rewarding for the people who want to build up play. I think it's so much more rewarding and the tactics this year are so important. So uh, that's obviously a big one for me. Okay, Zlatan, you next to first ever foot. I know you're an OG, aren't you? You've been playing it a while. 11. I've 11. been around for a while. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't know what I was doing in FIFA 11, by the way, but I was 10 and I put a bid on Benzema and I and I won that bid and I remember it. So yeah, FIFA 11. <laughs> Favorite card this year? Uh, has to be Ronaldo. Cristiano is just another level this year. Uh, favorite skill move this year too also this year uh reverse elastico is still very good i feel like it's one of the few skill moves that wasn't completely nerfed to the ground it still is performed at a decent pace and favorite change from 21 to 22 i think honestly that my favorite change from 21 to 22 i like the card designs this year it's not really a gameplay thing but i think the card designs are quite nice this year We've lost him in the menus. He is full-time no, menu no, streamer. No, 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 no. <laughs> he is full-time menu streamer now. <laughs> no, it's shocked. It's shocked. <laughs> and Langpard, first ever foot for you. Uh, first foot would be FIFA 12, um, and I'll expose myself with that. I remember I got uh, back when player trades used to be. So you people like Ooh. swap players with random people. And uh, I played some guy who had Drogba, and I had Vidic in my team. I remember like Vidic was like 88 rated and... He's only like 30, 40k, and Drogba was like insane. He was like, I think he was 88, 89 raid. And uh, the guy he's messaged me after the game, he was like, Would you want to swap Vidic for Drogba? I was like, Absolutely, like I'm a Chelsea <laughs> fan. And uh, he was like, Oh, first, I, I don't know if you're legit. So, first off, send me a bronze card for, uh, I'll send you a bronze card for Vidic or whatever. And I done it. And then he just blocked me. So, <laughs> I lost my village. <laughs> I was I was only a kid, so oh, can't, can't it, no, yeah. dude. Yeah. But the same thing happened to me though, like part, bro. In FIFA 13, some guy was like, "I'm quitting FIFA. Take my Tots Fellaini." And he's like, "Oh, I'll I want someone back for him though, so I'll send a bronze card for your Van Persie." And I accepted it, and he blocked me, bro. So no, it's chalk. It happened to everyone, man. Yeah, it's happened to everyone. Right? <laughs> we, we all we all make one. He had a team of the person. season in FIFA. Yeah, he did, bro. He was a demon, too. I wanted that card. He accepted it. Uh, uh, Langford, also, favorite FIFA card you used so far this year? Uh, Kai Havertz. Not only because he won the Champions League for us and retained us as the uh, only team in London with a European Cup, Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) but also, he's just just unbelievable. Like, as as Pence was saying there, but the sticky feet with Sancho, like, it's just, he plays so similar to how he does in real life the way his dribbling is he just like kind of glides in no players um and it's just it's just fun his shot power is insane as well around the box he just absolutely lasers shots home uh so yeah i'm enjoying ha- uh, Havertz. also enjoying uh, enjoying uh joseph illicic from At- atlanta just two of them are just so unique on the ball like it's it's amazing i'm, I'm in love with it. uh favorite skill move this year too um, I don't know if I can classify this as a skill move, but I'm loving the frequency of scorpion kicks. I think I've scored like two or three of them already. Um, they've been, I seem to, like, look, it's the same button control to use it, but I felt last year that they never really came off. 
Um, this year they've came off a good few times for me. Um, but besides that, it probably would be the elastico as well. It's just so so smooth and so easy to do. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm I'm surprised you've chucked in the uh, the old scorpion kick then on your favorite skill move. Um, yeah, it was just, it's just <laughs> something fun. Um, and your favorite change with FIFA 21 to 22. And the fact that I don't get bridged every three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and one more question here from uh, Stefano here. Uh, Langford, when are you going to go watch Feyenoord? Is, is that on the cards at all or not? I know you've been all over Europe so far this year, but trip, trip to Holland in the foreseeable future? Um, well, I'm currently looking at flights to go to Juventus tomorrow. Uh, so <laughs> um, I don't think I'll be doing a trip to Feyenoord unless... Uh, they somehow magically get in the Champions League and Chelsea end up playing them. But um, And as well, I need to stop packing that informed tunes. I've packed them like five times already. Um, he's, he's the only team in the week I've packed and I've packed him loads. Uh, so he's kind of annoying me. And look, if Stefano wants to pay for a journey, then I'll, I'll, I'll gladly accept. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're going to go through our guest and where you can find him now. Like, where can people find you? Um, at the moment, really only on Twitter. Like, I'm starting a new job actually in two days' time. So... I'll be fairly inactive for a while, but uh, hopefully I can get a schedule going soon and be back on Twitch. Not saying permanently, but uh, frequently enough. But yeah, mainly Twitter anyway, King Langford. Yeah, we hope it's soon. Zlatan, where can people find you? Uh, Twitch and TikTok and obviously Twitter, just at Zlatan with an X on the second A. And uh, yeah, those those are the platforms as of now. And uh, what's your streaming schedule look like currently? It's kind of tough, right? Because of college, obviously, it's, it's not as consistent as I'd like it to be. But I think I want to stream on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and then Sunday from like nine thirty to maybe around twelve uh, Eastern time. But uh, again, it's 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 tough just because of everything that's going on, and things change, you know, on on the dot. So, uh, but ho- hopefully, things will get a little bit more consistent soon. And I'm still kind of trying to find my feet right now. And uh, and Pence, where can people find you too? Uh, at Pens2K on every platform, uh, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, Twitter, everything. Um, yeah, and uh, just, yeah. <laughs> and what's the schedule like currently too? Um, streaming, trying to get every night except for Sundays, um, 8 p.m. Eastern time roughly. Um, so we're, uh, you know, just it's like it's, follow me on Twitter. I, I put all my updates on there whenever I'm streaming, so. Yeah, that sounds good. But a reminder, guys, as well, podcasts out every single Wednesday. Obviously, follow us on Twitter at forfootsakepod.com as, or not .com, but forfootsakepod as well to get questions out on the podcast and also to keep up to date with us for any news. Mm-hmm.